0: This is an ABC podcast. Fierce. Girl, girl power. This is the story of the girl who conquered Wimbledon. Yvonne Gulagong cawley Read by the actor, writer and director, Leah Purcell.
1: Kids, quick, hide. It might be the welfare man. Yvonne Gulagong's mother knew how to scare her and her seven brothers and sisters. Whenever there was an unexpected knock on the door, she told her kids to take cover in case they got stolen. They were Aboriginal, Miradjuri, and they heard about other Koori kids disappearing. The government sent scary men out in big black cars to snatch brown-skinned children from their families. They took them far away to try and make them live like white people. Luckily, It never happened to Yvonne. But it did make her nervous around powerful men, people like police officers and other official-looking types. It also made her stick close to her family. They were the only Indigenous people they knew of in Borallan, their tiny hometown. But on weekends, they packed up the car to visit the rest of their mob in communities bound by the three great rivers, the Lachlan, Murrumbidgee and the Murray your ball, Yvonne? Her dad asked as he started up the engine. Some kids had blankies. Some kids had dummies. Some kids had teddies they carried everywhere. Yvonne had a tennis ball. She found it under a car seat, greasy and scuffed. She didn't even know what it was, but she always held onto it, squeezing it without realising she was strengthening her wrists. Oh, no fair, Yvonne. You're too strong. Her cousins couldn't get her out in cricket. No-one could beat her in anything, really. She was a natural-born runner, swimmer, hitter, catcher. But more importantly, in Yvonne's mind, sport was fun. It made her smile. So when the Gulagongs pulled up into their driveway and saw some men building what looked like a rectangular sports field right near their house, Yvonne's heart skipped a beat. What is it? She whispered. Her mum laughed. (laughs) It's a tennis court, silly. Yvonne had never seen a game of tennis. She peeked through the fence watching as players hit the yellow ball back and forth. That looks easy enough, she thought. She copied, hitting her ball against the brick practice wall. She didn't have a racket, so she used a broomstick handle at first. Here you go, love, her father said. Try this. It was a wooden paddle made from an apple crate. It was a bit of a cross between a tennis racket and a cricket bat, but Yvonne sure could whack with it. 25, thwack! 26, thwack! 27, thwack! She counted how many times she could hit the ball in a row. 28, thwack! Yvonne used a twig to etch her scores in the red, dusty earth, then started again from zero. One, Thwack! Two! Thwack! Her powerful hits caught the eye of the tennis court owner. He invited Yvonne inside to play a proper game with her older sister, Barbara. Yvonne was only seven, three years younger than you were supposed to be to join the club. But she and ten-year-old Barbara easily won a doubles game against some older kids. How's it feel to win? Everyone asked. Yvonne shrugged and smiled. It was just fun to play. Grown-ups started to whisper around Yvonne. She's the one to watch, they said. She could be the next big thing. Tennis star in the making, that girl. Yvonne ignored them, burying her head in a magazine called Princess. A story inside distracted her from the adult's conversation. It was a fairy tale. Once upon a time, there was a girl who loved to play tennis. She was poor, but she practised and practised. She became so good, she went to Wimbledon. She won, and lived happily ever after. Wimbledon, eh? said Yvonne. Never heard of it, but it sounds like the place for me. Yvonne's mum and dad drove her, Barbara, and their brother Larry to tennis tournaments all over the bush. They won almost every match, even against men and women three and four times their age. Yvonne beat everyone from teachers to doctors to policemen. Guess I don't need to be nervous around those official looking types after all, she thought. But she still wanted to stay close to her family. So it was a tough choice to move to the big smoke when a tennis coach offered to train her there full time. She was still a kid and she would have to change schools and make new friends. You'll be right, love, her mum said. You don't have to hide anymore. The whole of Borellon helped Yvonne off to Sydney by raising money for her trip. A seamstress even made her a crisp white tennis dress to replace the one her mum had sewn from an old bedsheet. We're proud of you, Yvonne, the townspeople said at the airport. Yvonne kissed her mum, dad, brothers and sisters and turned to board the plane. She took one last look at them before she walked through the door. Everyone was sobbing. Yvonne's throat wobbled, but she held her tears in. Until she arrived in the city and she cried into her pillow every night because she missed her mob so much. She was torn between her dream and her home. We've come to watch the little Aboriginal girl. Yvonne's matches drew huge audiences. Lots of people hadn't seen an Aboriginal tennis player before. Reporters called her dusky and tawny and piccaninny. That's a rude and racist word sometimes used in the olden days to describe dark-skinned children. But Yvonne wasn't offended when people told her they were fascinated by her colour. She just grew tired of always talking about it. What's it like to be an Aborigine? They asked. Can you speak some Riradjuri for us? Do you know how to throw a boomerang? Yvonne was proud to be Aboriginal, but she wanted the world to focus on her tennis. She cut out the newspaper headings she actually liked Wimbledon, here I come. Yvonne moves closer to a place in Wimbledon squad. The strong legs of Yvonne, our bright new star. She pasted them into a scrapbook. These ones are right, she said. I will be off to Wimbledon soon. Wimbledon was the world's most prestigious tennis tournament. Yvonne didn't know that when she read Princess magazine, but she sure did know it when she got there. It was in England, the land of tea and scones and posh people. So Yvonne got a giggle when she walked onto Centre Court and the band broke out in Walsing Matilda instead of some fancy-pants orchestral piece. Once a jolly swagman can buy a billabong, Yvonne chuckled and hummed along. The Aussie theme was laid on thick because it wasn't just Yvonne in the final. She was up against the best woman tennis player in the world, fellow Australian Margaret Court, Yvonne's idol. Yet she wasn't intimidated when she met Margaret's eyes across the net. Margaret looked serious and steely, but Yvonne couldn't stop grinning. She thought she might explode from joy and excitement. The English newspapers had nicknamed her Sunshine Supergirl, and that's exactly how she felt. You've got nothing to lose, she repeated to herself. Nothing to lose, nothing to lose. Just have fun, just have fun. Nothing to lose, just have fun. She bounced from foot to foot on the baseline, eagerly waiting to play. Margaret had the first serve. Thwack! Yvonne hit it back easily. The crowd roared. Go, Sunshine Supergirl. They were on Yvonne's side. They wanted the cheerful underdog to win, not the well-known champion who already had the title. Yvonne smiled and hit. Backhand, forehand, drop shot, slice, topspin, flat, side, volley. She pulled out all the stops, effortlessly floating across the court. Margaret was nervous. She was fumbling. Yvonne was relaxed. She was enjoying herself. Game, Miss Goolagong. She leads the first set, four games to love. Yvonne was making it look easy until Margaret fought back. Game, Mrs Court, three games to four. Margaret was clawing within reach, but Yvonne wasn't phased. It only made the match more fun. Thwack! Game, first set, Miss Goolagong. Yvonne had never had so much fun in her life. Winning a set in the Wimbledon final was surreal. Winning a second set was everything she'd ever dreamt of. Game, set, championship, Miss Gulagong. Thank you, linesman. Thank you, ballwills. It was all over in 63 minutes. Yvonne defeated Margaret, 6-4, 6-1. She ran to the nets and shook Margaret's hand. Thank you, she said. That was fun! Margaret hid her disappointment. Congratulations, Yvonne.
2: And now she is onto the green carpet and walking to the table.
1: Everyone in the stands rose to their feet, clapping and hooting. Ball boys in green and purple shirts formed a guard of honour for the presentation ceremony. Yvonne walked through in a daze, too overwhelmed to properly take everything in. She curtsied to the British princess, Alexandra, who was about to hand Yvonne the biggest prize in women's tennis. A shiny silver platter known as the Venus Rosewater Dish. And the Wimbledon champion of 1971 is Yvonne Goulogon. Yvonne's smile outsparkled the trophy in her hands. She raised it into the air, turning in a circle so everyone could see. Hooray, Yvonne! Hooray, Yvonne! Hooray, Australia! She didn't know it at the time, but her family was crowded around the television in their lounge room in Borelli. They were celebrating with fish and chips. She did it! They screamed, jumping up and down, hugging and crying. You beauty! Yvonne missed them. She wished they were at Wimbledon. She wanted to go home. She flew back to Australia as quick as she could. Varelin's population swelled to more than five times its size as people from far and wide crammed onto the footpaths to catch a glimpse of the new champ. 20 trucks were turned into floats with every sports club in the community joining a parade through the streets led by Yvonne and her family. Welcome home, Yvonne. We love you, Yvonne Goolagong. You're our hero, sunshine supergirl. Yvonne's cheeks were stained with happy tears. The rest of Australia might have thought Yvonne belonged to them, but her hometown knew she would always belong to the Borellon War Memorial Tennis Club. Yvonne soaked in the celebrations, knowing she couldn't stay. She wasn't finished on the world stage of tennis yet. Some people didn't understand that Yvonne played tennis for fun more than anything else. She didn't always win, but she didn't particularly mind. Aren't you upset? The coach asked. No, Yvonne shrugged. It was a fun game. Sometimes when she appeared to have a lapse in concentration, reporters would say she'd gone walkabout. It was a white man's word, sometimes used to describe Aboriginal people who strayed off track. But Yvonne didn't let it bother her. She took tennis seriously. Yet it was still just a game. There were other parts of life to live too. She got married and changed her name to Yvonne gulagong Corley. She had a baby girl. The newspapers said things like, Yvonne Gulagong's career is over, and Yvonne Gulagong's a has-been, and no more sunshine supergirl. Her coach even quit because he didn't think marriage and tennis started mixed. Yvonne wondered if she should quit too. But something deep inside her told her to keep going. As long as she thought tennis was still fun, it was still worth it. Nine years after her first Wimbledon final win, Yvonne was back on centre court. Her opponent was American superstar Chris Everett Lloyd. Quiet, please. Black storm clouds hang overhead. It was a fitting scene for Yvonne's new serious approach. She was determined to win this time. She still wanted to have fun, but she was fully focused. Thwack, thwack, thwack. It worked. First set was quick. Game, first set, Mrs Corley, six games to one. Yvonne was one game up in the second set when the clouds burst. Run for cover! Yvonne and Chris had to sit in the change rooms waiting out the storm. Come on, Yvonne grumbled. Rain, rain, go away. They had to wait a whole hour before they were allowed back on the court. The disruption rattled Yvonne. She was ahead 3-love when Chris unleashed a flurry of furious winners. Game, Mrs Lloyd. She leads the second set four games to three. Chris hit the lead, bringing the score to 6-5. If she won the next game, the second set was hers. I'm not going to let that happen, Yvonne said under her breath. Yvonne brought the score to 6-all and took the set to a tiebreaker. The spectators were on the edges of their seats. Yvonne and Chris whacked the ball over and over in one of the longest rallies the crowd had ever seen. One, whack, two, whack, three, whack. Luckily, Yvonne was used to counting her hits and felt completely comfortable racking up the tally. 30, whack, 31. Chris missed the shot. The rally had finished. Yvonne had won! Game, set. Championship, Mrs. Cawley. Thank you, linesmen. Thank you, ball boys.
2: What a magnificent achievement by Yvonne Corley. And in Borellon, you can throw your hats over the moon, down under. Listen to the cheers.
1: Yvonne raised her arm in the air. She'd finally done it. If the reporters didn't want to call her Sunshine Supergirl anymore they could call her Sunshine Super Mum instead. It was the fairy tale Yvonne had read in Princess magazine.
2: The centre court crowd is giving them both a standing ovation. But it wasn't make-believe. A magnificent, magnificent final. Mag- it was real. It was play. play and set match to Mrs Corley. 6
1: Once upon a time there was a girl who loved to play tennis. She was poor but she practised and practised. She became so good, she went to Wimbledon. Yvonne Goolagong cawleys happily ever after came when she moved home to Australia. She's known as one of the all-time greats of tennis, and now she's in charge of a foundation to help Indigenous kids like her achieve their dreams. Lots of boys and girls have no idea who Yvonne is, but she shows them the old piece of wood she used as her first makeshift tennis racket. See this, she says. It shows that you can start anywhere with anything. All you need is a dream and to just have fun. What a great story about one of Australia's best ever tennis players. Yvonne also won the Australian Open four times, as well as a bunch of other competitions. Seriously fierce, and just too deadly. I'm Leah Purcell, a goa waka waka Murray woman, and I'm an actor, a writer, and director. I actually had an opportunity at one of those uh, foundation days where the Indigenous kids were being taught tennis by Yvonne. I ran over and I asked her to serve to me, and boy, did she serve, and that ball flew past me, and I said, that was Yvonne Gulagongkoli. I was very happy and very excited to have faced that fierce woman's fierce tennis serve. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Fierce Girls. You can hear more stories of Fierce Girls on the podcast, like this one about Australia's first female Prime Minister, Julia Gillard.
2: Gillard! Fountains of soap suds were pouring out of every crevice of the washing machine. Sorry, miss... Julia said to her teacher, It must be broken. She was fibbing. Julia and her friends had deliberately filled the machine with an entire packet of detergent. None of them understood why only girls at the school had to learn cooking, cleaning and sewing. They thought girls should be able to do whatever they wanted. You'll need it one day, the teachers reasoned, when you become a mum... But Julia never wanted to become a mum. She thought women should be able to choose if they wanted to be a mum or not, or have a career or not, or do both. What Julia did want was to become the boss of the country. Julia Eileen Gillard was the first woman to become Prime Minister of Australia. It wasn't easy. Her opponents teased her about her red hair, her clothes, the fact she had no kids. But Julia took it in her stride. She knew she was paving the way for others. She was proving girls could do whatever they wanted.
1: What I am absolutely confident of is it will be easier for the next woman and the woman after that and the woman after that, and I'm proud of that. To hear more awesome episodes of the Fierce Girls podcast, go to the ABC Listen app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Fierce Girls dream big and make their dreams happen. Yvonne did it, so can you. Don't fear being fierce. Peace.
0: Roll the credits. Fierce Girls is produced by a bunch of super fierce women. The executive producer is Justine Kelly. It's produced by Rebecca Armstrong, with a special thanks to Kyla Slavin. The stories are written by the uber-talented Samantha Turnbull. Judy Rapley is the amazing audio engineer who puts in the cool sound effects like this one. Kelly Redden is the boss who lets us make fierce podcasts like this one. Fizz Girls is a production of the ABC Audio Studios.